Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast on the internet. It is me, Hot High Priestess, and you're listening to The Priestess Perspective. I am here with a very special guest. Her name is Emily, and we'll intro her in a second. But I just wanted to start off by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the support on The Priestess Perspective, from y'all reposting it on your stories to rating the podcast five stars. We are charting across the fucking globe. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time. It's really motivating me with my ADHD to get these episodes out. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have a schedule out soon. DM me on Instagram if that's something you guys want. And let me know which day of the week we should be releasing the episode. But I am here with my literal best friend, my soul sister. Her name is Emily. So Emily and I... Man, the story is crazy of how we met. It's funny because Emily was actually featured in our first unofficial episode of The Priestess Perspective. The, like, literal first, the like prototype of what's now become the, the Priestess Perspective. The fucking prototype, literally. Um, and Emily is actually the person who got me into manifestation, into spirituality. I will say it is such an honor to have her on. You guys have no idea. (laughs) You guys have no idea the honor of the lifetime that you are having by listening to this woman today. So Emily, let's talk about it. How did you get into manifestation? Most people during the pandemic um, either like was starting to have a spiritual awakening, whether that meant like, scrolling on TikTok and people like working out and like being extremely happy and healthy. And then there was the other side of the pandemic where people were like definitely spiraling. Um, Either way, I feel there was definitely more push in the spirituality community. Um, What, what made you want to manifest, you know, like what inspired you to like watch these videos on TikTok and be like, I am putting this to the test. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a lot of it was money. So for me, it was just like getting money to make my way through college and being able to provide for myself. So that was one thing. So you wanted to manifest wealth, essentially. And what was your what was the financial circumstance at the time? Like, you know, what like we obviously so we went to college together at a school where it's a predominantly higher income community that attends um as is the case with most higher education that's like more prestigious um right that's just how it tends to be but we didn't let that limit us like we not at all and in fact we still went to these schools you know having ourselves been to I went to a Title I high school, inner city high school. You went to an inner city. I went city. to an inner city charter school, for sure. Right. And and yet, I think like people could look at a situation like that and tell themselves, you know, most people who attend a high school like this or do this, you know, tend to go to community college or tend to go to state like school. State school. And while truly, there is nothing wrong with that. Like, and I think it's an amazing opportunity. I think we wanted to experience 
a prestigious institution and what that had to offer. And it was the best experience that we've ever had. So, so what, okay. So we, so you were going to, we were going to this college and we were surrounded by these particular people. What was the vibe that you felt on a day-to-day basis revolving money? What were the thoughts that were going through your head around money? And how did you view these people that you were going to college with? No, yeah. And you, you're going to speak on this, I know for a fact. <laughs> um, so me and Sarah used to literally like sit in... Well, I met Sarah through like a really cool class that we took. Um, and if you want to touch on that later, I'm down. Um, but something that really connected us was that we were able to look around at the people that we went to school with and be like, we like, we are not fitting in. Like some, <laughs> we, we look a little strange. Not actually. I think we, we fit in pretty fine on the very physical front, but I think there was a, an attitude and, uh, you know, a lingo and, you know, and dress code too, that I just was not both of us. We were just like, we don't, I've, what do you, what is a candidate? What are golden goose shoes? What are those? First of all, they're so whatever. I like, I remember seeing them all over campus and being like, what kind of converse are these? Like, and you too, like we we didn't even know. Okay. Side Uh, note on the freaking golden goose shoes. Emily and I, I remember this. I remember mentioning to Emily, like, they were like culturally appropriating poverty with those shoes because I'm like, why are y'all like beating thousand dollar shoes up? They're ratty ass shoes. <laughs> and I'm like, no offense they, to people wearing like, golden goose or golden sketchers. I don't know. Sorry, I'm a hater. I don't mean to hate on these people or their shoes, but it just became you know you look these shoes up and they're like four hundred bucks and it's like, like okay, um, I'm on financial aid. Like I. I make like a hundred dollars at work a week. Like, I don't think I can, I can afford those. I can't blend in um, with the shoes. I mean, this is like the really, like the most, the most minute of problems to have. And like, <laughs> we were, we knew this too. And we were extremely privileged to be there, but something that brought us closer was just being able to like point and laugh a little bit and be like, they don't live in the real world. Like we're from right. the real world. You know, what right. reality. These people are like in their own bubble. It's like, I th- I, yeah. You know, I was going to say, it's like, we're out here, like literally struggling to pay for textbooks while we look around. And within like a 30 second walk on campus, our entire like tuition oh. is in worn so, on fucking there, coats. I think I sent this. I definitely sent this to you. Um, I walk, was walking around campus and I timed myself and it was like a minute. I timed myself for one minute or however long my walk was from one building to the other. Um, but the, and it was a short walk and I saw 33 Canada goose jackets. <laughs> that is $33,000 just walk right in front of you. Like, right. and it was less than five minutes. I saw that. Right. And like. I, I like I I at the time right like they weren't I knew they weren't thinking about it like they were not thinking about how much money was just like st- walking across the quad that day like <laughs> for me it's like I 
it was like like budgeting like i'm like ding like cash like cha-ching 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 like something as small as a jacket can like put things into perspective on how much people can spend on things like jackets and things like shoes um right but yeah and i think it's like we were so hyper aware of how much wealth was available at this school, how much wealth the people who went to this school had that we simply like, it was hard to even conceptualize how someone could afford a thousand dollar jacket when we were struggling to pay for the hundreds of dollars of textbooks that we would have to somehow right. scour the money for. And we were begging financial aid for money and all this no, they like never, gave enough. <laughs> never but it's like just such a very different world um that we were kind of colliding into i think so okay so we were at this college and we were just like shooting this shit every day being like like honestly i don't know about you emily but like i think we felt immense anger towards the system oh god yeah. and victimhood do you want to speak mm. to that I think it was first like a shock to see that much amount of money because I just never like even my mom was like what is going like she's like what is with these cars and like the everyone here so I, I will say that like first it was an immense shock and then it was like uh, anger and being like feeling like that right. we were wronged something wronged us and as a result we were like victims of the system and we were you know, we were not the problem, but it was them. Like every, the, the hundreds of kids that went to the school, even though we didn't know them, we didn't like know their names. We didn't know what they did. We don't know their stories, but we thought they were the problem. Like it was I, like, it was, it was frustrating. Very frustrating. It was like, they got lucky and they didn't even right. know it. Right. Like it's just this. Yeah. So I like that you broke it down kind of into stages of like, first it was shock witnessing an environment of that capacity of that wealth of that caliber then it was frustration and anger and turning our identity into a victim identity which is fair right and I think that's the thing is like it's good to acknowledge like it is fair to think that given the circumstance right but then the question gets into how is that victimized mindset helping you in any way? Something flipped, I think, for us where we were kind of like, it was like an everyday thing where we were just complaining and complaining and complaining about our finances. And I think there came a day, Emily, where we just realized like the complaining is leading to nothing. Seriously. And it's like- I think it was probably sophomore year and we were sitting on your fucking floor- just like, like be saying, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And there were so many days of like crying on the phone with financial aid and, you know, but there came a time where I think we both realized that the complaining was leading to nothing, but more attention placed on the situation, on the negativity. It was almost like we were giving it the power to control us and our emotions and once you control my emotions well then you have full control and autonomy over me we could look at the situation and be victimized by it or we could look at the situation and be empowered by it and be like you know what 
we're around these wealthy people. Let's fucking take advantage of it. And let's see what the way they think. And let's try to adopt it to the best of our ability. And like you were saying, what a privilege it is to be able to experience and see the way these people live, the way these people think and, you know, aspire for that. Um, And to the listeners of the podcast, you don't have to go to a wealthy school to be able to experience or to understand these sorts of things. You could go on the internet and watch videos of wealthy YouTubers and their success stories, how they got to where they are today, what mindset they had to have to be where they are. You're obviously talking to me and Emily and we are success stories in our own right, you know, and you're hearing our perspective. So you don't necessarily have to be in these environments, but I want you to ask yourselves as the listeners, when you do see people who are successful, who are wealthy, is a part of you jealous? Is a part of you angry? And are you creating resistance to that experience, that happiness? How can you hate rich people if that's exactly what you want to be how are you going to be jealous of someone that is in a position that you want to be in you can't do that because you'll never reach that state you'll never be able to become rich if you hate rich people if you hate wealth and what that like you know obviously you can hate what certain things stand for when it comes with like overindulgence or like spending too much money or whatever But to hate rich people is, and then want to be rich yourself or whatever, then you're, you're at a, it's a moot point. You know, you can't do it. You can't attract that, which you despise. You create resistance in the hatred, in the jealousy. And so to recognize that maybe I am jealous because part of me sees myself within that experience. Like I wouldn't be jealous of this thing if I didn't know part, if part of me didn't want it and know that I could have it. And I think that was like for us, the the turning point was we did start looking at this experience as like, fuck it, like we could do it too. You don't know when it is your time, when your whole life can turn around, when money is gonna appear out of literally thin air the way it did for us. You don't know when that day is coming, but if you're in the mindset of, I hate rich people, when that day comes, you're gonna hate yourself. Emily emphasized the importance of being grateful for the things that you already have today. Do you wanna touch on that? Yeah, I think, and you and Manifest Magic talk about this uh, as well, which love to see, obviously, because it's important. In every religion and like spiritual text that has ever been written, the importance of just looking at what you own and like, or just being thankful for your existence is like highlighted everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's so important to just fundamentally be grateful for every, for whatever you have. In order to be in a state of attraction and in a vibration of attraction, you have to consistently and like frequently express gratitude for your current reality. Yes. And I think when people do that, you kind of almost, it makes you realize what do you want? Like if you're thinking about how often, like, I'm like, I love my friends. I love my friends. Like I'm so grateful all the time, like crying 
like alone because I love my friends so much. Like I genuinely just love my friends. It makes me question like sometimes like when you're like, oh my God, I wish I just had more friends to talk about this or I wish I had more friends, whatever. Like I wish I had this club. I wish I had this social life. When you're thinking about how much you actually love your friends, like for me, this is like, you know, this is one thing, but like, I'm like, it makes me question what I, what I think I want, what I want to manifest. Ooh. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, it, you know what I mean? It, right. Like, and that sometimes it's like, we don't actually know what we want, right? Like, I think specificity is so important in manifestation. It's like, do you want money or do you want security? Do you want money or do you want stability and freedom, right? These are different things. And sometimes money is actually the hardest way to get there. Like you working for it might actually be the hardest way to get there versus somehow magically manifesting the freedom in and of itself without even having to put in the work, which goes into the concept that we heavily emphasize in manifest magic being fuck the how. Do I think I need to post on social media and so that everyone thinks I'm cool? Is that actually fulfilling you? Probably not. And I think that's something that like people are struggling with now with social media where it's like, I hate my life because of social media, because I'm like, it's not fulfilling. And I think with manifestation, it should always be about fulfillment and gratitude and like if you're not doing things out of fulfillment and doing things to drive your ego and to like, I don't say enforce an agenda, but like just to be motivated by like a construct, a societal construct, like that you need to go out and party, that you need to be wealthy and rich, that you need all of these things. Like you need to reflect back into your inner self and think about like what will fulfill me? Like, Obviously, like I'm saying, like I want to manifest wealth, and you know, that could be seen as superficial. But like for me, that's you know the security that's paying off my student loans so that I can be elevated at my higher higher self. You can appreciate the present moment, and this is why your method specifically is so powerful and has been so important in my manifesting journey and in literally the thousands of people who've done my workshop <laughs> using some of your methods. <laughs> but seriously, it's like the goalpost will always move. And if you are not going to appreciate where you are today to to truly find satisfaction and happiness in the present moment, you'll never find happiness. You'll never find fulfillment. You could manifest all you want. You manifested the $10,000 month. Now you're manifesting your 20K month, 30K month, 40K month. At what point are you actually gonna be like, I'm finally happy? And that's the thing is like those two ideas can coexist. You can both aspire for more and yet be happy with what you have. And I want you as the listeners to ask yourselves like, are you always aspiring for more without taking a second to be like, should I actually manifested half the life I live today? Like there was once a point where I wanted everything that I am currently living in right now and because i have it i'm now aspiring for these things without even realizing like oh my god like i am living in the manifestation i am living in the things that months ago years ago i was begging the universe for something that really like put manifesting into perspective for me yeah or like or it was something i learned that kind of it sounds like you're tripping on acid it's like what people learn when they're on acid like yeah and they trip balls and then they're like, whoa, the universe isn't real and everything is 
that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, I think a lot, and there's so many ideas about the universe that just can naturally conflict, but are both true, where it's like, we are nothing. We are absolutely nothing. We are just energy on this lifetime. Like this, we are all just energy. Like we're only presenting ourselves as 3D form, but like, and this might go, I don't know if you read how much of Marcus Aurelius, where he's like, we're a soul inside of a corpse. Like we literally are just energy. Everything is just energy. And the only thing that can like, change is like the frequency of your energy you can be high energy or low energy high energy is attraction like that is that is how we manifest that is how like things happen to us if we're at a low frequency same thing it's just more negative or it's like not even negative like even that word is there's no such thing like as or it's, I mean, all self, it's self-constructed by humans like, these ideas right. like, everything is low and it's low or high energy like it's like deconstructing the world that's in front of you into something that's extremely extremely simple because no one is trying to get get you like the universe is not this is like the universe is conspiring for you it's not trying to play tricks on you it's very mm-hmm. simple the first method of like that perspective is very like there's no such thing as the ego. There's no such thing as me. There's no such thing as an Emily or a Sarah. Right. There's no such thing as the individual. No such thing. Because we're all connected. Like, our we're souls all are all connected. Because mm-hmm. um, we live in, like, a collective experience. It's just a bunch of energy. That's all we are. Then you can also... There's also, like, this other perspective where everything is at everything. Like, everything is exactly what it is. And, like... I am the, like, and this goes to, like, what you speak on, where it's, like, I am the most powerful, but they coexist. You're, like, I am the most powerful person on this planet. Like, I am God. I am the creator, which is true. Like, that is, that might sound egotistical, but it's almost so similar to the thing where it's, like, we're all energy, so we're all nothing. It's, like, you're, like, I'm so powerful. I'm everything, but you're simultaneously nothing at the same time. And I think that's something when I was learning how to manifest was really tripping me up because I'm like, how can these two things exist? Like, how can I be everything and be able to control my reality and also be nothing and be like, and not control reality? Like reality comes to me, like based on, but they're the same thing, essentially. Like if you morph them into one, like- But like that's how that's the best way that I can describe the mind fuck that is like like deconstructing the world and the universe and how energy works and how everything around us is just energy and like that's why we're like you know what I mean like everything is just energy so you can it's kind of manipulate it for your own for your own good but there's no such thing as you like that's the caveat <laughs> like there you you're not real you're just well, you're part of the collective consciousness. Exactly, exactly. And part of being within that collective consciousness, I think, like, when I'm hearing you talk about this, what I'm realizing is I'm like, manifestation is as simple as making a choice within the collective mm-hmm. consciousness. It right. is your piece of the pie of the collective experience of existence of humanity. Yes. And you know that, like, stupid quote, but it's like, so it hits home. It's like, 
you are not experiencing the universe. The universe is, is, is experiencing you. We are all the universe. Like we are all individual manifestations of the universe. And like Neville Goddard talks about this, where like you are created in the image of God. Like you are God. Therefore, right. like it is, we're all energy, but we're all within that collective consciousness and in that like space that, and we take on like an individual form, but at the end of the day, we're all part of just one. That's why we feel empathy. That's another high, high frequency right. thing. It's like feeling the ability to feel for other people is extremely spiritual. Like it's, it's what brings like us together. And I that's, think that's why since we are a collective consciousness, right? It's like when people ask, like, do you have free will, right? Or do, do people have free will? Right. It's like, yes and no, because if we are all part of the same consciousness and I make the decision within that collective consciousness to collapse the quantum experience into this one particular choice, then the collective consciousness abides to that, you know? Yeah. And somehow, like... I mean, the point being is like manifestation is a choice you make within the consciousness of the human experience for everyone living today and in the timeline that will exist. It is today's existence, your manifestation, your life, everything that you are experiencing today is a manifestation of the universe from the past, from millennia centuries it's all collapsing into your experience today that is manifestation it is your piece of the pie of the timeline of the universe and what you choose to show up in what frequency you show up in today that is your choice we are all and we should do a whole episode on like the quantum experience and what quantum fit like how quantum physics ties into all this but the cat in the experiment of like whatever right it's both alive and dead right yes and the choice uh, to open the box and see what the reality is is the only thing that gives it that collapses the quantum experience into what it actually is and so the point being is you have the choice the universe is not conspiring against you because you are the universe Exactly. Everything led you, all of the history of the of the world and the history of the universe before the world even existed has all led to this very moment, to your very existence, to right here, to where you will alter the timeline of the human species to some degree. The 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 timeline of the universe, you were a part of it. Like what a privilege that is. Like what a privilege it is that our soul was able to exist within the timeline of the universe. Like what, can we just like, does that hit? Like, cause I feel like that just hit right now. Like yeah. we are getting to experience the most beautiful thing that there is, which is just collective energy, collective consciousness. Yes. And we will be able to exist in this very short time frame within the, the infinite span of time of the universe and that's all that there is. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm saying a ton of shit that doesn't make sense, but it's it's hitting, you no, know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny when, like, because I definitely know what you mean, but I also know exactly what you're talking about where you feel it. Like, you just feel exactly what you're saying. And it's like, but that's what I'm, that goes back to manifesting. Like, 
that feeling that you just had where everything kind of just made sense that is when your fucking manifestations will work like i just came up with a theory go for it you know maslow's hierarchy of needs yes i'm just i'm literally about to like cause an earthquake in the manifestation community right now because this is taking Emily's theory and Emily's method of gratitude that we both kind of co-created at this point and it makes it make sense. Let me tell you why it works. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. It is manifestation in that sense. It's it's like you reaching your highest potential, you being able to experience your soul, not just the physical experience, but your soul experience. But Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Maslow says that you're not able to experience the top of the pyramid, that you're not able to experience self-actualization unless the rest of the pyramid's needs are met. And so when you live in a deficit mindset and you tell yourself, I am poor, but I want to be rich, how can you reach self-actualization when all your focus is I don't have anything. You can't reach the top of the pyramid until the rest of the needs are met. And when you teach yourself gratitude and you express gratitude and you say, hey, I do have this amazing life. You've fulfilled the bottom of the fucking pyramid. And now you can focus on reaching the top. You can focus on attaining the top of the pyramid. Is this fucking hitting? Because I feel like this is kind of earth shattering because it makes it all make fucking sense. That's why gratitude is it's the precursor to manifestation. You cannot manifest unless you are grateful. Like period, done, period. And for those of you who did manifest magic and you did the gra- gratitude module on the freaking meditation, you know, you effing know. I feel like we just okay. started the podcast. So like, you know, <laughs> wait, okay. Wait, but like, wait, we should like munch on this because I feel like this is fire right oh, now. Oh yeah, this is, this is where, this is the thick of it. Um, this is like what when people talk and then they're like, we should do a podcast. <laughs> this is the part. This is the part. Yeah, no, like people I have heard of, they've reached like this enlightened state. And like for them, it feels like the puzzle is just complete. Like I feel like when we're going through life, it always feels like we're moving around puzzles. Like when you're doing a puzzle, like it's fun. Sometimes it freaking sucks. Like, and you're like, why, why am I up doing this puzzle right now at like 1230 in the morning? Yeah. Makes no damn sense. And then sometimes it's fun when you're doing it with other people. Love it. But I feel like our whole lives we're trying to like, this sounds so cliche. Like our whole lives, we're just trying to like finish the puzzle and be happy. Like, you know what right. I mean? And there are people that have finished the puzzle. They're done. Yep. And so yeah. now that they're existing with the finished puzzle, they're just at the highest frequency, like the most fulfilled. Oh, and this, you know, and that is fucking it. And that is fucking it. Because I've said it before. We'll say it again. You these it, you can both aspire for more, but but also be like, I, I, I if I were to, you know, exit the earth today, I'd be happy because I I have it all and the puzzle is complete. And I think I'm at that point, you know, where, you know, on a personal level, like I feel like I've made it. I feel like I've, I I have the dream life. And I think in part, Emily, it's because I have drilled this gratitude so deeply into my subconscious mind that like, I just exert happiness in every fucking minute of my day. I'm so grateful. I'm constantly seeking evidence within my reality of that I am living the manifestation. Like it's, 
the, the spotlight effect, you know, when you are grateful and you're constantly searching for things to be grateful for, you highlight and spotlight the exact things that you need to focus on to get to where you want to be, to find the missing puzzle piece. It will be spotlight to you if you are exper- uh, expressing gratitude. Oh, because yeah. two people will experience the exact same reality and see it completely differently. My, one of my favorite quotes is by Allen Ginsberg. He says, there is no truth. There are only points of view. The 3D, you know what I mean? yeah, the 3D is the ego. That is exactly the ego. Yeah. Your circumstances in your life that you feel they limit you. That is you giving into the ego, you giving power to your circumstances, to the 3D, the shit that actually doesn't even act fucking exist. And it goes back into the Marcus Aurelius freaking quote, like you are a soul carrying your own corpse, your physical body, the 3D that will leave this earth. And the only thing that will continue and exist outside of this short blip of time that you exist in is the energy and the frequency in which you vibrate because the money will go the clothes you wear are gonna go the car you drive is gonna fucking go and you know it'll stay it's the gratitude it's the energy it's the frequency in which you exert into the universe and how you alter the collective consciousness as a result feeling is not a 3d thing feel like feeling is a it goes beyond but the thing is, feeling is extremely powerful. Like when we think of something, thinking that feels, that's not feeling. Thinking and feeling are extremely different. When you think, you know, maybe you think you're ugly, right? That's one thing. But if you feel it, that will alter everything. Right. If you feel it, that will be returned to you tenfold in the 3D. That, yeah. because that is powerful. Feeling is powerful. If you think you're ugly, but you don't feel like you are, it's kind of like just just a shame. Like, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> just but if you feel it, because it's not, because that's messing with energy, that is going to reflect back into the 3D. Because, You're putting that out and it's going to come right back in. Right. Feeling alters the collective consciousness. It mm-hmm. alters. Which is why like, empathy is so important. Exactly. Because, like, connect with each other. Fucking exactly. Literally. And I really like what you said about thinking versus feeling because, you know, the truth is like we can say all of these affirmations in the mirror and we can write it a million times. But unless you truly feel like you already are the person you want to become, you'll never get there. It takes feeling to alter this extreme energy, to enter this extreme this extreme power to shift energy, right? Um, feeling taps into the collective consciousness. So, um, because that's what connects all of us is our feelings. You know, what you actively put your, with the states of feeling you actively put yourself into through the act of visualization, through the act of whatever it is you focus on, that is going to be what determines the collapse of the quantum and determines your reality. And, you know, Neville Goddard says, feeling is the secret. Mm-hmm. Does he say that? Yeah, he has a book on it. It's called Feeling is the Secret. Yeah. See how I didn't even know that? that but, like, but see, this that, is what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, and literally, like, that's what I'm saying is I'm like, we've been saying this shit before Neville, like, before we knew of Neville's existence. Right, exactly. Because, like, and that makes... <laughs> then it must be right, right? Then it, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Literally, feeling is the same. Now, I wanted to ask you a question, Emily, and maybe this will be like our wrap up. Do you believe in parallel universes? Are there alternate realities? I believe in alternate, I do believe in alternate realities, but not in the sense, I don't think they're 3D. I think they're all theoretical. You know, and you were saying this with like the choices that you make, like if you think of every choice that you make or everything that you're deciding has like a little stem, like, do I go to the school? Yes and no. Like, I do think there is an alternate reality that stems off from to know, and you kind of keep going down that line. But when you make the choice in this reality, yes, I'm going to go this path. Like when you say yes, to that choice, you're deciding in this reality, like, that this is the choice that you're going to make and this is how it's going to manifest in the physical world. But also, I don't think that means it's not exist. The other option isn't existing in the theoretical realm. Like, I think, does that make sense? This is like, fire. Like, abundant. Like, I, I, I think, and that I, you speaks know, to... the concept of infinity, like, with maybe there's just an infinite amount of energy. And, like, right. In, in some worlds, Theoretically, I look different or like I live a different life. I don't live this life like it's so and that speaks exactly to the point of the power of choice, the power of mindset, because when you make a choice, you collapse the theoretical universe and the theoretical reality, alternate reality into the tangible reality. You are deciding that this is the reality in which you are choosing to take you are choosing to you know go down and like i think that just speaks volumes that we as humans have consciousness we have the decision every single day every single morning the way that we will approach life are we gonna mope and cry and scream or are we going to be grateful are we going to put out the feeling of love The energy and the frequency of gratitude. The highest frequency to exist. And invite this energy in. Every single day is a choice. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, my one concluding thought is, I feel like when people think about um, manifesting and like, like the concept of manifestation, right, as a product, as something that's being sold on TikTok or something that like, people kind of see really through the lens of social media or something it's very much like a very happy like you're gonna get this you're a girl boss like (laughs) you got this which is like honestly like the energy that is needed because it's such a high frequency like it's good energy you know what I mean like if anyone hates on that they're just a hater (laughs) um but I think like so much of understanding spirituality at the same time can be scary like when you deconstruct the fabric of the universe in front of you that you thought you once knew for it to be look completely different is like I think like contributed to when I was like really down like when I was depressed during sophomore year oh my god yeah actually this did because I was like nothing is nothing's real like nothing matters like which sounds so silly and whatever but I think bleak look on the universe but it's like the perspective of it because the same I now I look at it and I'm like the universe is full of possibilities like there's so many possibilities yeah. like I can do anything 
Right. Because nothing's real. Does that make sense? (laughs) And isn't that the paradox of it all? No, truly. Is that we can create anything out of nothingness. Like, and that's, and that's what it is. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Well, y'all, what a fucking conversation. And um, I told you guys it was going to be a crazy one. So I want you guys all to DM me. Thank you, Emily, so I can send her some screenshots because she really is the most amazing person. And we need more of her, right? So everyone rate this for Sarah. Rate this five stars or else you're going to vibrate at a negative frequency. (laughs) I love it. JK, 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 JKXOXO. JK, um, thank you, Emily, for being here. We all love you so much. Um, and we are all collectively sending you the best energy in the world. Um, that's a wrap, guys. Love you guys. Catch you in the next one.